This is incredible. Well, we are very excited to go into this and and to be jumping into the the final week of the momentum classes. Um, you you originally helped to put together a lot of this curriculum with Natalie, and uh, this has been amazing. So let's let's dive into this because I know we got a lot to cover here. Um, but this this idea of growing in service and in influence. Uh, let's let's just talk about that for a minute. What, what, why does that matter? Well, I could say that if it wasn't for me being under spiritual leaders and serving them, deciding to help them to my fullest ability, I wouldn't be who I am today. Um, I, I found people that I really esteem, that I wanted to be like, right? Um, and I said, I'll work for you for free. Or can we get together and... and and we did for weeks and weeks and weeks, right? Almost like an apprenticeship. Yeah, I, I just, in everything I do or did, I've always had an interesting favor that people always considered me as a son. <laughs> but I think it's because... I, it's, I, I too consider you as a thanks, son. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I think it's because... We don't look alike. We gotta though. get back on track here. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't going anywhere today. Is <laughs> but it's also because I really esteem people as a father figure, right? I'm always looking for somebody to impart something into me in a really humble way, and I don't care if it's the homeless guy on the street. He tells me something that's true and changed my life. I receive it, <laughs> right? I don't care who you are. I'll put myself under you. If you're a big-time sinner, but there's one thing about you that I go, that's good. I really need to know about that. I'll put myself under that person, right? And protect my heart, of course, yeah, against sin yeah. or evil or whatever. But I, I just want it, yeah. right? And, um, you know, if I didn't serve at family life, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have this business acumen right. that prepared me for the marketplace. Um, so it's so important that you serve and, and um, you know, it might start with greeting at the door, <laughs> you know. It might start with handing out the bulletins and, you know, stacking the chairs. Uh, where's Kristen? You, you've, been, you've been gone for a little bit. We don't do bulletins anymore. Oh. That was... <laughs> oh, we're digital now? Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> so this idea of, of positioning people in your life yeah. who can speak into your life. Mm -hmm. That, that's, that seems like something that you've been, you've made a, a, a part of who you are. Uh, what, how has that impacted you specifically? Do you have any specific examples of, 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 of how positioning specific people as mentors, how they've been able to speak into you? Yeah, I have, um, I've always was looking for someone and maybe it comes from, you know, I was looking for stuff from my dad or wasn't there or something like that, you know? Um, but I was, I was always looking for something. So, there was a gentleman that I didn't necessarily receive a lot of wisdom from, but he knew how to cook. And I just watched him cook every day at skin. the restaurant right, I used to work at. And I learned how to cook. And he would just feed me and say, taste this and taste that. And I'd be like, oh, what is that? You know, just like that's a small thing. Um, but um, when I came to Family Life and I placed myself under Pastor Joe, yes, I enjoyed getting paid. But <laughs> it really, truly was a humble servant mentality. Right, because if Pastor Joe, Pastor Joe knew that I wouldn't uh, be able to receive from him, he probably wouldn't pour out like he did. But if I'm always like, 
come on, give me some, give me some, give me some, give me more. You know, um, what about this? And I always ask questions. I don't care about looking stupid either. Like, I don't care for one second how stupid I look. I will ask you a dumb question, (laughs) right? Because I'm wanting to know so desperately. Because I want... I want to fulfill every single thing God has called me to do on the earth. Wow. And if you have a piece of it, yeah. I want it before I depart from you. That's good. Right? So that's really the mentality. So, so it sounds like you, there's a, there's a step to that process. And I know this, we're, we're, we're off notes right now. We'll get back into this. Forget but, the notes. But <laughs> there, there's, there's a part of this process that involves you. It involves humility by you of understanding and, and even openly saying to somebody, look, I don't have it all figured out. I want you to pour into my life. So it, it involves you lowering your own walls. And then and then it sounds like in your life in turn that that has caused others to, to become vulnerable and open and, and, and willing to pour into you. Yeah, I found out that people like talking about themselves. So if you ask them, <laughs> tell me about what you do. Like, tell, how do you do that? Like, what does it look like? Right. How do you feel when you're doing that? Like, how did that change you or help you? Right? Um, you get people to talk to you. That's good. Really, that's good. Good little nugget. Take that. You know, go 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 use it this week. Find somebody if who you can position in your life. Take notes on this guy. This is good stuff. Um, okay. Don't Let's, call me. I'm busy though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm willing to meet with anyone. <laughs> uh, so let's let's the the second part of this thriving in business and ministry. Okay, so what does it mean to be thriving in these areas? You, some, usually people are in, involved in business or, or they're working somewhere and they're in that sphere and then often people are involved here in ministry. So how do you actually thrive in those areas? Um, if you find out, let me know. <laughs> no, here's how you do it. On earth as it is in heaven. Everywhere I go, Everything I do, I work to make it look like if it existed in heaven, I want it right here, and I'm going to make it look like that if it's the last thing I do. (laughs) So that means I want my company or I want my family, my house, right, um, to look like the way God would design it himself because I'm an extension of who he is. And I'm an example of who he is. Just like Jesus was our example of the Father, I am also, you are also an example of the Father. That's good. And the Father doesn't do shoddy work. <laughs> right? The Father doesn't give poor service. Right? He, he doesn't kind of help you. <laughs> right? Uh, he works, he doesn't just work some things together for your good. He works all things. That's good. He's perfect in every way. Yeah. He, whatever he does, he commands his blessing there, yeah. right? And so I want it to look beautiful in every way. And so that, that also means that I love my people in my company the way God loves them, right? To the best of my ability. And I create opportunities for people to succeed. You know, one thing I learned from Pastor Joe that I really didn't, maybe I have, but I I'm not sure, is the idea of really wanting people to succeed. (laughs) Like, I wanted to succeed, right? I don't really care about what you're doing. But when you transform into a mature son, you become a father to others, right? And so I feel now 
I'm looking to be a father to whomever God's putting uh, with me, right? And so I'm dying for people around me to succeed. I'm aching for people around me to succeed. And I'm aching to figure out ways to help them succeed, not just watch them and, yeah, I'll pray for you, bro. No, like, if you're around me, you're going to change. You're going to grow. You're going to get blessed. Um, and so, I'm, oh, you know, you got to be aware of this. Once it comes on your radar, you keep it at the forefront of your mind, and I'm always looking to see who I can help succeed. It, it's, it seems like, and uh, even post your time here specifically in family life and leadership, that you've taken what's up here, you know, fulfilling your highest calling, even to those that you may lead that, that may not be believers, you're still pushing for them to fulfill their highest calling or fulfill their highest. Um, even if now that's just, you know, improvement in, in themselves and the way that they work, but hopefully to eventually lead them into a relationship with God. But that still seems to be the core of what you're saying. Yeah. I, Cause I feel like if I lend a hand, they'll give me their heart. That's good. Right. And uh, they'll be open to me. They'll know that I care about them in a physical sense, worldly sense. I'm helping you with a physical need, right? right? And if I have the ability to help you with a physical need, they're open to me helping them with a spiritual need, right? And people have got saved at my company and come to church and relationships transformed and stuff like that, right? And so I want to I grow more into what, it, what does it truly mean for God to be the center of your business, right? We're still discovering that. Um, but um, when, I, when I stepped down from family life, uh, I really truly felt that I'd be more effective in business than I ever was in ministry. And I was pretty good at ministry. No. I mean, I... you do I, say so yourself. <laughs> Pastor Joe's clapping. <laughs> Thanks, you're the only one that agrees. Uh, you know, no, but I'm saying, and I'm saying is, I put everything into it, right? I put everything into that diagram, right? Blood, sweat, and tears, right? Into this church. Um, so anyways, yeah. That's good. That's good. So you were, you were talking about the internal culture and how you look to create an internal culture inside of the businesses that you run that helps those involved to thrive. Um, how, how else do you do that? Um, I mean, I pretty much kind of described what the heart is yeah. behind it, you know, looking for people to uh, succeed, looking how to make them successful. Yeah. I am internally creating a culture where people are loving each other and respecting one another. Like I demand that people um, work in a righteous manner in my company, right? I yeah. tell people, I said, if you lie <laughs> one bit, I'm letting you go, <laughs> right? I hate lying, yeah. right? I just literally hate it. And so I tell people, if you lie to your customers and your clients, we have the ability to get sued and destroyed. If you lie one time yeah. and, and you're, and you, you know, let's talk about it. I'll give right. you a chance. Of course, I'm merciful like <laughs> the father, but <laughs> I was just, that, that's probably why we I'm get clear. along because I've never lied in my life. Yes, so, so good. So you want to fill out an application? <laughs> oh, you know, and part of it comes that because you struggled with it, right? Like I struggled with it, telling little white lies. You know, you you're like, uh, I don't want to look like an idiot right now, so I'm just gonna lie and say that I did what I was supposed to do, but didn't. 
And I'll just say, yeah, I did it. And then just hurry up and go do it, right? Uh, <laughs> little stupid things like that. And I just started to hate it so much, right? And because it ruins relationships, it tears the insides, Breaks your insides apart, right? Yeah, you can't. This is a trust business, mm-hmm. right? This is about relationships. I'm not selling a product. Right. I, am, I am trying to convince you that I am the right person to help you sell or buy a house or whatever, right? So it's built on that. If they think that I'm lying for one second, I'm out of business, right? And so it's not only about that, but I believe the Lord is true in every sense. And I want everyone to be like the Lord in that, right? That's good. That's good. So, so this idea of of serving and, and, and getting involved in serving part of your journey is that, uh, like, like you shared, you got involved, you were serving and that brought growth to you. So uh, how how do you answer that? How, how does serving help anybody involved in this grow? Um, because it brings you in close proximity to the gatekeepers. When, when Kristen Sauer, and I was going to mention this earlier, when Kristen Sauer was kind of just starting to show, she was going to getting a job here. We were talking about hiring her for, you know, pastoral care. And I talked to her and I was, I had to convince her that this was the right thing, but I also wanted her to pray. And I said, here's why I want this for you, because it's going to put you in the proximity of me, Natalie, and Pastor Joe, and your life is going to change, right? So even even just these menial tasks who don't seem like, you know, important, right, to some, um, it puts you together with people you need to be around. But also, at the very least, you are part of constructing a vision, and supporting a vision and creating an atmosphere, right? The greeter is creating an atmosphere. The the uh, the worship pastor is creating an atmosphere. The person handing out the the envelopes is part of that atmosphere. So, as as small as it looks, it's all part of this beautiful mosaic that presents a picture of this is what it feels like to come here. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like, and I like that vision, right? And so, and, 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 and God sees it, even if you don't, and you think your, your job is worthless or task is worthless, right? Uh, your rewards are with him. At the very least, right. if you think nobody really cares about me stacking the cheers, wah, wah, right? <laughs> God cares, yeah. right? And so when you truly have a revelation of that and what he thinks about yeah. you, you'll do anything. I'll scrub the toilets. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Right? That's good. By the way, everyone should scrub a toilet. (laughs) Okay? Because you got to start somewhere. And you learn something when you scrub a toilet. (laughs) And not just that bleach works. You you know that if I want everything God has called me to be, I have to humble myself Mm. in such a powerful way so that I don't miss a word. And scrubbing toilets will put you in a posture... Of hearing God. <laughs> no joke. Okay. That's good. Yeah, we got we to put that one on the, on the quote for, let's get that one on social media for this week. Yeah. Out of everything awesome yeah. I just said, yeah. you're going to put that one on there. <laughs> That's good. No, that, I mean, think about the example that, that, that Jesus set for us. Yeah. The same way. He, I mean, similar to scrubbing a toilet back then. You yeah. couldn't really do that. There weren't toilets. But, you know, washing feet. Mm-hmm. He got down in, in the most humble position. 
You know, Philippians 2 talks about that, how he took the very nature of a servant. Yeah, and I would just say how dirty the feet of people <laughs> were, right? Uh, there was no uh, sewer lines. Yeah. I don't want to make this the feet, the feet <laughs> message because we already got the parasite message. And yes. Let's, but, not, let's, but, let's but move it, past feet. But it's the equivalent. <laughs> but it's the equivalent of washing the toilet. Exactly. What you're stepping yep. in, in in that time is also what you're dealing with when you're washing a toilet. And Jesus himself did it, and you're not too good to do it. That's good. Right. And, and in Philippians 2, it talks about, you know, he took the very nature of a servant, and then God exalted him to the highest place. Absolutely. You know, so it's like he started there. He wasn't, he wasn't above that. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. So, so back to this idea of we're talking about growing in business. How does how does that connect equate to the ministry, to the church, to the growth of the church? How how are those correlated? Um, it's only correlated if you make it correlated, right? I mean, I can build my business and buy a sailboat and <laughs> live my life and enjoy my things and love God and I don't care what you think, right? Um, but when you create a place that allows people to also succeed, right? I think that is the purpose of a business leader is not to just write the church a building check, right? Although I would love to, right? But it's also, I have learned something that helps people build a life and I want to teach it to them and help them in every way I can, right? There's two things I absolutely hate. Hate, hate, hate is poverty and sickness. There's nothing more that I hate more than poverty and sickness. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, either give me a healing ministry or make me the greatest businessman that ever lived. <laughs> and I was laying hands on people, and not all of them were getting healed, so I got into business. <laughs> <clears throat> and I am a destroyer of poverty. Amen. That's how I see myself. That's good. I am a breaker of poverty. Yeah. And it has a lot to do in the physical sense. But also, when I have the opportunity, I'll break it in your heart. Because most people are poor in spirit. Wow. Right? So poor in spirit, poor in the world, I'm there to destroy it. Right? Think about the fact that, that poverty is under the curse. Mm-hmm. And so by you saying, I'm a destroyer of that, that is actually spiritual warfare. That you, right. it, and, and, it's, and yes, it pours over into the natural and the things you do through your business. But think about that. I mean, that, that's a God-given mandate to you. That's not just something you came up. I know you don't think you came up with that, but that is that is that's that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to talk real quick about this idea because we're talking a lot about business, and 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 you're a business leader. I'm a business leader. Um, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm going to go off script here a little bit, but how? Let's just say that one of the things I love about this church is there are a lot of people who are who are either in management or running their own businesses, which is amazing. But if somebody's here and they say, hey. I don't have my own business. I have a job. I work. I work hard. Um, how 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 does this apply to me? What would you what would you say to that? I know I put you on the spot. Yeah. Well, I heard a statistic that um, entrepreneurship went up twenty five percent 
since coronavirus. Um, number one, there's going to be a huge need yeah. for people to learn right. how to grow a business, right? If they make me, if I was an employee and they make me wear a mask, I quit, right? You start asking for my vaccination card, you ain't getting one. That's just me, right? Yep. Yep. Um, don't let that not be able for you to receive from me, okay? <laughs> if you're vaccinated, that's fine. But I'm saying is you might have a need that you don't know about, mm. right? There may be a time in which you will become an entrepreneur That's good. and you'll have to create something for That's yourself. Yep. You know? Um, so I think there's a real spirit behind an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and there's a different spirit behind an employee. Right. Uh, you, it's hard. The thing about real estate is people are, you know, been employees in the past and they come yeah. to real estate thinking it feels the same way and it's not true. Yeah. And that's why 80% of the people who get the real estate license fail in the first five wow. years. Wow. There's a lot of turnover. Right. Um, so that would be one aspect. Repeat the question. Maybe there's something else there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was I was sharing that as as uh, for those here who may not currently be business owners, even if that's something that that is called in their future. Um, how do these same things apply? How can they thrive in and in, in have excellence in, in where they're called to right now? Yeah, I think we've been really touching on it. I'd say the missing piece that maybe we haven't touched on yet is understanding who you truly are, mm, right? Uh, no matter where you are, and I'll talk about myself just for the sake of you learning something. So that's the best way I can help people learn is I, I believe that whatever I do, I do well. I believe that whatever I touch prospers. That's good. Like that is a core unshakable, foundational belief within me, right? Like the Lord has brought me there, right? There are some things you kind of believe, and there are some things that someone can threaten to shoot you, and you say, you better shoot me because I cannot change what I believe, right? Uh, and that is one. Like it's impossible for me. I would say this. It's, I'm really not good at failing <laughs> because, and thing. I could say that, Okay, because I know who I am, yep. and, I, and I know I'm nothing without him, yeah. right? Like, I, I know I'm nothing without him, so because I have him, I know I could say, whatever I touch prospers, That's good. right? So understand my humility. I've, one of my prayers was, Lord, make me the humblest man in all the earth, <laughs> all right? All right, because when I saw Moses yeah. write... And Moses was the humblest man in all the earth. And I recognize that Moses, at the time of him saying that, had the greatest calling wow. in the entire earth. Yeah. And that was to lead the children of Israel. And I know that the, your humility is tied to your calling. Amen. The greatness of your humility, the greater your calling. Cool. Because you're going to need to. Be in that position, because here's one thing that, that's growing, is I'm realizing more and more how completely dangerous the marketplace is, mm. how evil people are yep. in the marketplace, yep. how you will, it's the equivalent of jumping into a tank with sharks <laughs> and you have no weapon. And you have to punch it in the nose in order for it to go away. And I don't know if that's going to work. I never tried. 
Hopefully you don't have to. Yes. What I'm saying is at the top of the mountain is evil. You're not walking into the light when you go up to the top. You will fight an ungodly, unrighteous battle the higher you go. They will kill you. Just look at politics. You run for office. They will kill you <laughs> and destroy you wow. and even go as far as to assassinate you, right? At the top of the mountain, if you want to go there, you better be able to hear God yeah. and you better know who you are yeah. because you will also reap that destruction when you get there because you won't be able to handle it, right? How, how much more than is it, is it so important for, for us as as the chosen people of God to succeed and not only succeed, but like you said, to dominate in this area because, because that is the reality of where our world is right now. And how much more do we need to take, take that over? So that's wow. So let, me, th- let me say something yeah, yeah. real quick. Um, I don't know where the verse is somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> something like when the righteous are in power, the people rejoice. Yep. Where is that? Somebody knows. Pastor Proverbs? Huh? Proverbs. Somewhere in Proverbs. <clears throat> and so I really have a strong conviction that I want righteousness to flourish. That's good. And in order for righteousness to flourish, sure, I can, I can pray for a leader yep. or a business person yeah. for the Lord to change them. And I should. Right. Right. Um, and the Holy Spirit convict them and change their heart and change their mind. But I can also pray, Lord, send me. Yeah, yep. That's good. Because I'll be who you want me to be. Yep. I'm willing, right? And, and you know what I found out? The, the people in high places who are not believers or some who might be unrighteous. So I went to a seminar, and there's this big shot. And he's teaching on how to buy businesses. And it was really great. 100 pages of notes. And, you know, he's a hotshot, rich, millionaire guy, traveling around, speaking, all this kind of stuff. And you're going, man, I want to do that. That looks fun, you know. He said, you know what the hardest thing in business is? And he swore. I can't flip and find anybody I can trust. (laughs) And I said, well... I ain't super smart, but I could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Wait a minute. Now, all of a sudden, my eyes open, and I said, all I got to do is get into a room with somebody and be who I am. Wow. That's and, and, and That's good. When they trust me, I will walk right through the gate right. to the place that God has called me wow. to be. Wow. So um, I feel sorry for second service because I don't know if this is going to come out again. (laughs) God's going to do what he's going to do. So that favor will bring me further than talent ever could. Amen. Think about Daniel. Yeah, exactly. That that is that story. So one thing that I want to to share because uh, I love that, that, that you went there, Joe, is that even... If you are not currently in a position of, of of running your own business or of venturing out in that way, the, the the church here is so much more. It's supposed to be, and and as you can see by this vision, our goal is for it to be so much more than spiritual growth. That is a huge part of it. 
But there are people here. I mean, you you heard just just the the people we talked about for the building committee. There are people here who, as a family, we can come together and and support you where you're at in that journey. If you have an idea, even if it's just the the inkling of an invention or an idea, the the gift and the talent to take that to become its own business, to become its own thriving thing uh, that's going to support the ministry and support the work that God wants to do. The, 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 everything that you would need is in actually in this room right now. Um, and so I, I believe that that's part of what we are called to do in that, in that area of thriving in your marketplace. And I know we changed it, but, um, man, so if, if, if you have that, if you feel like God's put something on your heart, don't let it stay there. Do something with it. Come talk to us. Let's, let's find a way to do that. Even if it's a little small group or something that we could do to, to move that forward. Love that. Let's dive into this idea here of leadership for a minute. So let's talk about the connection between leadership and influence. Are those different things? Is it the same thing? I think they're different. I think um, someone who has just been positioned as a leader with employees, yeah, you know, you just can, you can leadership. lead an employee and tell them what to do and say, "I'm <laughs> driving this yeah. ship because you you're cut the paycheck, do what right? I say." Right? <laughs> it doesn't mean you're influencing them, right? I think influence is a matter of the heart. That's good. Leadership is not always. Yep. Um, and influence is far greater, um, a far more powerful tool to change the world than mm-hmm. leadership is. Yeah. Uh, because there are people who are leaders, and I ain't following them. <laughs> right. There's someone running the entire country right now, and not everybody follows him. Yeah. Not everybody cares about what he has to say, yeah. right? Um, that's leadership. But influence could change a nation. Wow. Right? I, I was back in uh, years ago. Uh, I was actually working to become a police officer, and I was in police academy. And um, uh, there was somebody who was, everybody would take turns leading so you could be, have that pressure on you. And, uh, one of our, our TAC officers, he, he, some, some kid had a pretty serious failure of leadership and he gets in his face and he's like, Macias, I wouldn't follow you to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind. But Cause <laughs> he's not an influencer. <laughs> he's just a leader. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just taking a walk. Okay. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that quote is, uh, he who thinks he leads and he has no followers is simply taking a walk. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so what defines a good leader? Yeah, I think um, godly character, man. <laughs> I, I just cannot express that enough, right? Uh, to live a blameless life is worth more than gold. Wow. And... Um, adopting God's character is just more powerful than anything. I mean, I, I did not get by on talent, mm. right? I spent my life playing video games <laughs> and delivering pizzas, right? For the longest time. Like I had a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> I ate a lot of pizzas. <clears throat> um, in the meantime, though, I knew I needed help. And so while I was waiting for the next pizza, I was in my car reading my Bible like a maniac. Wow. And I was even listening to, before then, while I was, before I got saved, it's been 16, 15 years now, 
I listened to motivational speakers for a long time, yeah. right? Until I found out they were stealing everything, everything from the Bible and then taking <laughs> Jesus out of it. Uh, and, you know, I got wise. Uh, but, um, but anyways, I still do listen to lots of people, lots of people. But um, I forgot where I was going. Well, I, I heard a quote. I heard a quote, and this is unattributed. I don't know who, who said this, but it said, don't let your gift take you to a place where your character can't keep you. And we all have gifts and talents that will take us places, but how, like you just talked about, having a solid foundation and godly character. I mean, how much more do you need to, I mean, you were there building your foundation, getting in the word, hearing from the Lord, and that created a foundation for what he ultimately wanted to do in your life. Yeah, I, and I knew it was important. And I just loved God so much, you know? I still love him so much. But I remember when I was, just learning about him, I, my mind was blown. Like, what? I would go to Bible study. Somebody yeah. just mentored yeah. me, and I would be at their house every week for dinner, and they would just teach me the Bible, me and my wife, Jen. And um, and I just used to walk away going, oh, my God. He is so unbelievably amazing. I can't, I can't even barely believe it's true if that's what the Bible says he's like. I mean, it just blew me away. And thank God I had a great teacher who could right. convey the true nature of God in that sense, right? Because wow. not all can. Wow. So I was lucky uh, to be a part of that. Um, but I just wanted him so badly. I, I just wanted to be like him and even be him. <laughs> if you ever feel like, like Lord, I want to be you. I want to do that too. <laughs> I want right? to create my own earth and like move people around and <laughs> help them and stuff. I mean, that'd be so fun. It's way funner than what I'm doing now. <laughs> you know, um, I don't want to put them out of a job or anything, so I don't say it like that. But I, I, but I truly believe he, he made me like that. Yeah. Like, I'm his son. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like him. Made in his image. Why wouldn't I want to do what he does? My sons want to do what I do all the time. Yeah. I don't blame them for that. Yeah. I don't say, no, 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 you can't be me. Just move over. <laughs> I say, son, you can do it. Come on, let's go. Let me teach you. I love that. Here's how you do it. Um, so anyways. Yeah, so, so we were talking about what defines a good leader. So you had number one there, the solid foundation and godly solid character. character. What else? What else defines a good leader? Um, I mean, godly character says it all, man. Because you have to understand the love of God. I mean, you walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Yep. If you walk in the fruit of the Spirit, um, you can identify what to do next. Because like Pastor Joe says, you do what love mandates. That's good. Right? So I can read a fancy leadership book and tell you all the quotes and the 12, 22 <laughs> points and axioms right. of the, all this, but it really is garbage if you are not an influencer. And you influence with who God's made you to be and with who you are. That's good. Right? Uh, and I just believe that righteousness and godly character, the fruit of the Spirit, is what people need and desperately want. Wow. And then if you give it to them, they're willing to give you whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. That's that's really good. So the... This, is, this, is all, this all sounds good, you know, uh, defining a good leader, all of that. Can anybody step into this? Or is this exclusive for the the elect? Yeah, any, any. <laughs> don't get any. I'm not talking. Not, I'm not talking about Calvinism here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh -huh. um, I believe it's possible if you want it to be possible. Mm. 
Because there are a lot of people who just don't really consider it at all. Like it doesn't cross their mind, right? And so, and they're happy doing what they do and they're content, you know? Um, And leadership's not on their radar. And I don't know sometimes that it ever will be, right? Um, So I'm not saying no, but I'm saying for those who say to themselves, I would like to be a leader, then I would say it's possible. That's good. And um, for some, it's going to take a lot more preparation than for others. Um, You got to go with the process Mm. and however long it takes, right? My mind runs at a thousand miles an hour and I'm frustrated with the Lord sometimes going, why can't you move as fast as me, Lord? (laughs) You know, but, but I want to make a hundred billion dollars and spend a hundred billion dollars before I die. That's me. Yeah. Right. But I also know that it's a progression and I have to follow the process because he loves me. That's why he's got me where I am. And so I just continue to ask the question, if I want to move further uh, from where I'm at, right? It's a painful thing when I want to be there and I'm all the way over here and I go, oh my God, how am I ever going to get there? You know, (laughs) Lord, don't you love me? Um, Aren't I good enough? (laughs) Right? But I'm always asking the question is, what do I need to have in place That's good. to take me to the next wow. arena? Wow. And so I have to battle that out through prayer and through worship. And I say, what are the pieces that I don't have yet that if you were to give me what I asked for, it would crush me? Mm. What do I have to have in place so that I won't get crushed? That's good. Right. Because if I had a 50 agents knocking on my door, I wouldn't know what to do, and I'd be insane, and it'd be all over. Yep. Right? <laughs> I need one at a time until I figure out a process to handle. And once I widen my cup, yeah, yeah, he'll fill it more. That's good. Right? And so I got to go with the process. As painful as it might seem, Right. Um, you can become a leader, mm. but you might just be, you know, Leading what well, feels like very little, right? But you got to be faithful with what God's given you if you want more. Absolutely, I think it's so important for us to learn and 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 recognize and remember that that really, even if you even if you would look at yourself and say, ah, I don't know if I'm necessarily a leader, you've been called to lead in where you are right now. That could be your family. That could be your children. That could be leading even wherever you are in your position at work. That could be leading by being an example of, of the way we're supposed to act and the way we're supposed to live and the way we're supposed to have character. So I would say everybody's called to some form of leadership, even that's in the way that you're uh, a light to the world. Awesome. Um, okay, let's keep this going here. So in the area of, of, of improving financial health, I know we have some, some really exciting things planned here for the future of, of family life and, and through the living room and being able to, to teach and train in that way. But at a, at a broad level, you know, uh, I, my personal belief is that everybody's called to be, uh, or first of all, at the very core, that all of it belongs to him. And we are called to be wise stewards of what he's entrusted us with. Um, so that being said, this idea of financial health, you know, does, does, does the, 
couple couple bucks I have in the bank? Does does how I manage that and steward that? Does my financial health matter to God? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that money is a central construct of our lives, right? Of what I hear quote some about the Bible talks about money more times than <laughs> salvation or something like that, right? Uh, than heaven and hell combined. Yeah. More than yeah. money is talked about in the Bible more than heaven, hell, and prayer mm. all combined. Okay. Uh, so money is hugely important to God. Whether you have it or not is hugely important to God. Uh, what you do with it is hugely important to God. How you perceive it is hugely important to God because money can build and money can destroy. Right? So coming back to that righteous character, you you get wealth to a fool and he'll destroy himself and others. Right? Yeah. Um, but once you come from that place of, okay, money is obviously important. Yeah. Right? It feels terrible when I don't have it. Right? right? I've been poor <laughs> and I've had money and believe me, having money is better than being poor. Okay? <laughs> and um, so the question becomes, you know, well, how do I get more of it? Sure. And what do I do with it, right? Um, so, but you got to have you can you got to have a biblical revelation that money is of God and is power and is influence and is yeah. a creating yeah. a creating force, right? If you believe God wants you to be poor, then you'll never think about how <laughs> to make money, and you'll be poor. If you think that you have to go to the streets like Mother Teresa in order to get your gifts and your rewards in heaven, yeah, yeah. then you're not going to have money, right? You're, you're, or you're not going to know what to do with it, even if they give it to you. Right. Um, so I think there is a fallacy in the church in some denominations that's saying, you know what, just be poor. That's the way God wants you to be. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, you should really be content with what you want because if you're not, yeah. God's not happy with that. <laughs> and, um, you know, you better just learn to be without and just stay that way, right? It, it seems like they're skipping, yeah, they're skipping some verses in the Bible, like where it talks about where God gave us the power to get wealth. Absolutely, to, they skip over those. To, right? to let's just right. skip over that the fact well, that right. Abraham was yes. unbelievably rich in gold, silver, and livestock, yeah. and God said to him, "You see all this land as far as you can see, as far as your eyes can go, which yeah. the eyes can see, I think like a hundred miles or something like that. <laughs> just look Google it and let yeah. me know." <laughs> And then look to the west, as far as you can see, that's yours. And then look that way, and look that way, as far as you can see, yeah. I have given it to you. Yeah. yeah. Because he knew that he would be faithful with it. It's part of his plan. Right. To establish his to, will in the earth. And that's why. That's why Abraham was wealthy. Yeah. He probably was wealthier than Solomon, yeah. Solomon if, if all that land was his. Right. Right? Um, Skip over the fact that Solomon was the richest man that ever lived, yeah. right? Uh, let's let's skip over those verses that say, uh, you know, the Lord shows a man how to get wealthy and adds no sorrow to yeah. it, right? Like people like to skip over those things because they think it's ungodly yeah. or unholy, and it's not what God would want. Yeah. But you have to take the whole Bible in its context. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't just pick and choose. Right. And so I have chosen to believe that wealth is yeah. mine for the taking. Right? Amen. And if you don't believe wealth is yours for the taking and you die leaving it on the table, yeah. I'll take it off the table for myself. 
<laughs> okay? So believers, you don't limit yourself and leave on the table what God has decided to bless you with because you have some weird theology about how you're supposed <laughs> to be four. broke. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So... Um, I just, I just can't stand. I mean, I literally had a three-hour conversation with a friend who is a business leader, and we talked about this. Yeah. He's like, you know, the church makes business people feel like they're just check writers. Yeah. That we're not ministers. Mm. I'm a minister more than some pastor are ministers <laughs> because I love people in a certain way that God has ordained. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they're not. Yeah. How do I know? Yeah. I, I believe God has right? called us to such huge things. Like Im- global impacts, I yeah. believe he's called you to that, and that is not going to happen without provision. We we just got to stop the splitting of ministry and you know secular and holy, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, your business is in, you're in the secular world, and and ministry you're in the holy world, and yeah. you know, and and some have said, oh, Joe left the church to go follow the almighty dollar. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, that's really not the case. Yeah. But but that's the mentality, right? right? right. Is like, oh, you know what? Your business, uh, it's not ministry. So like, like people make me feel ashamed to call my, myself a pastor anymore because I'm in business. I said, I'm still a pastor, bro. Yep. Same I'm here. pastoring people everywhere I go. My ministry is what I do every second of my life. Yep. Amen. My ministry... Ministry happens on the way to where I'm going. Amen. Whether you're in, in true in ministry in a Christian sense. sense yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm a minister and this is what I do. And I have all my church friends and I only live in my church bubble, even though Jesus said, go out into all the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So I needed to step away from that for a second yeah. and go, you know what? All my friends are Christians. I go to a place where we're all Christians. My boss is a Christian. I go home, all my wife and kids are Christians. My neighbors are Christians. I, I'm not even touching the world. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I believed I would be more effective in business than I ever would in ministry. Because as Pastor Joe said, he doesn't want it to be a bless me club. <laughs> right? Like if we're just coming over here to just to be blessed and have a good time and go to Portillo's afterwards, Ooh. you know, well, you're wasting your time. Yeah, amen. Yes, you're getting something out of it, but what about the world and you you don't touch the world like you touch him when you're in the marketplace i mean jesus spent 30 years of his life well maybe he started working when he was 12 probably (laughs) in the marketplace yeah he was a carpenter his father was a carpenter they sold furniture that's good and then he was three years in ministry and it was powerful wow right um so you can't belittle the marketplace because you call yourself a minister I'm a minister in the marketplace, and I am reaching people in the penthouse while you people reach down in the valley, and we're both doing a wonderful job for the Lord because everybody, I want to be in the room in the Oval Office preaching Jesus. That's just who I am. That doesn't make me less because I don't look like Mother Teresa. Bill Gates needs Jesus. You think he's going to listen to you? (laughs) No, he's going to esteem his peers. Yeah. He's going to open his heart to those who are in his proximity. You ain't getting close to Bill Gates. Yep. Right? I might, but... You will. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm talking about someone who just says, oh, no, I'm I'm just in ministry, and this is what I yeah, do. Right. Like, I, I didn't go to Hollywood because of that. Right. I was an actor. I went to school to be an actor. I got my degree in theater performance. I was going to Hollywood to win an Oscar. I was not saved. Yeah. This is what I wanted. My wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I said, you are either coming with me or you're not, but I am going. And I will leave you behind. Wow. That's what I told her. And I, I, I was going, and the Lord stopped me in my tracks and sent somebody to preach the gospel. And I stopped. Wow. And I said, oh, my God. I, and, and, and I think this was wrong. Okay, this is why I'm telling you the story. I stopped, and I said, oh, no, I'm not going to make it anymore. I'm not going to make it in Hollywood. Now that I'm a Christian, and I can't un-Christianize myself, and go back, <laughs> like, that doesn't, I can't. Yeah. And so I thought, I'm going to fail. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do the things that actors are willing to do in order to have a career like the one I want, because I'm going to be so convicted. Mm. And I stopped, and I never went to Hollywood. Wow. Um, but if someone had showed me that God needs you in Hollywood, bro, you better go, yeah. Yeah. right? Then I would have... I would have stopped thinking, well, I guess if I'm a Christian now, I have to be a pastor or I have to be a worship pastor. And right. then that's what I did. I became a worship leader and I became a pastor, yeah. an executive pastor, because I didn't think I was supposed to go to the world. Yeah. I was supposed to do something holy. And I had to get free of that bondage. Mm. Like anything that makes me um, bound or make me, makes me feel unfree, yeah. yes. I'll shake it off violently. That's good. Any Christian philosophy or made-up theology that makes me feel bound up, I will shake off, <laughs> and I'll die trying. You are not Good. putting your garbage on me. Amen. Right? That's the attitude we need to have. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. And you're going to... Unbelievers, they don't care about what they do. They have no one telling them what to do. Right. They could care less what God thinks and they are presidents and congressmen and yep. wildly successful businessmen with these amazing lives. And they don't care what God has to say. Right. You think, I'm going to sit there and let them be freer than me? <laughs> I'm not going to let any Christian philosophy tell me that I can't do what they can do. Amen. Right? I'm free to go into Amen. all the world and do whatever my heart pleases. Amen. Because I'm submitted to him. Yeah. Because I will do anything for him. That's good. Because my heart is in a posture of I'm nothing without you. If you tell me I'm going to put your head on this chopping block, I'm gonna, you can deny Jesus or I'm cutting it off, I say you better cut it off because yeah, save time because yep. we're not having this argument. <laughs> right? That's good. Well, when, you're have, when your heart is in that posture, yeah. then you're free to dream. Amen. You, most people will believe Donald Trump was in office because God put him there. Okay? And I don't know if he was a believer, but I think he might be. Right, but I don't think Donald Trump read his Bible as much as I did. Hmm. I don't think he prayed as much as I did. I don't think he ministered as much as I did. You think God would bless Donald Trump and not me, right? So I'm free to dream, man. Amen. I'm free to dream about whatever I want, and and as long as I live righteous in whatever I do, right? That's Amen. just my intention. Um, so he tells me what to do, and I do it. Yep. And then I ask him, and he'll do what I want to do. <laughs> And it's a relationship, right? I, I don't just go, I only do what the Father tells me. I know the Scripture. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. Okay, I've read the entire Bible from front to back several times. I know the Scripture, what it says. But 
it also says, if any, if two agree on anything in my name, I'll do it. Yeah. So what is he saying? You decide. That's good. Right? Yep. So he decides and I do it. And I decide and he does it. <laughs> just like a marriage. Right? That's good. I'm not angry. I'm just passionate, right? <laughs> and so the Italian comes yeah, out. <laughs> and right, we are the bride of Christ. And I don't just tell my wife what to do and she just does it and that's it. Yeah. That's not the end of the story. I want to bless my wife so much. I I I want to just die for her. You know, like I love her so much, I would just die for her yeah. right now if I had to. And I want to give her everything. I want to give her an yeah. amazing yeah. life. And so I do what she wants as much as she does what I want. That's so good. And that's when it works. Yeah. That's true relationship, right? It's not a dictatorship. It's a relationship. Yep. Amen. And it goes back and forth. And there's an exchange between you and God. And God will tell you, I know you want to do it that way. Let's do it this way. Right? So I have to be careful what I ask for because I believe he gives me everything yeah. I want. Amen. Listen, I'm not prideful. I am the humblest man in all the earth. <laughs> I am speaking from a place of revelation of who yes. I am and who yes. he is. Amen. And so you might think, who is this you know, jerk up there <laughs> talking like that? I don't really care what you think. Because I know who I am. Yeah. You know what? You got to get back in the ministry, brother. You're getting a little too <laughs> unsaved there, right? That's what people are thinking. <clears throat> You're losing your salvation, but we Joe. Got work You're to backsliding. Do. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when you get who you are to your core yep. and you get who he is to your core, you're not afraid mm-hmm. to do anything. Yeah. Right? Not saying it's easy. Right. It's hard. It's unbelievably yeah. hard. Yeah. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. But it ain't, you're not just anyone, right? You have all of the power of Jesus Christ. Forget the questions. I'm off on a tangent now. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I say this. I just had, what time time we have? We're we're over. Oh, okay. Join us next week for episode two. (laughs) Okay, listen, I'm just trying to tell you that you have the Spirit of God. God himself lives on the inside of you. Amen. And God can do anything. And so you are a supernatural being. Amen. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Christian Center podcast. If you enjoyed that message, please subscribe and share us with your friends. We believe the Holy Spirit is alive and active in the body of Christ and wants to have a relationship with us as he guides us toward our destiny. If you'd like to partner with us in your giving, please check out our website at www.familylife.cc giving. Or you can text GIVE to 844 844- 955-0993. Thank you for listening and stay blessed.